0: It was the most demanding military training I ever attended, but also the most exciting. The Army Jumpmaster School at Fort Benning, Georgia, is a non-stop roller coaster of comprehensive skill training necessary for a soldier to manage paratroopers involved in an airborne operation. The jumpmaster's job begins when the jumpers are marshaled together and ends when the last one exits the aircraft door. It's an operation that can take eight hours or more. It's all about getting ready to go out the door of a slow-flying aircraft flying relatively low to the ground. By far, the most exciting part of the long and arduous prep begins when the jump master calls out, 10 minutes. At that moment, Heart rates begin to race, palms begin to sweat, and minds become focused on just one thing, which is to exit the aircraft safely and land safely. Focus became even more fixed with the following commands. Get ready! Outboard personnel, stand up! Inboard personnel, stand up! Hook up! Check static line. Check equipment. Sound off for equipment check. Stand by. At that moment, the most wondrous moment of the experience happened for me. With the door wide open and my hands holding tight to each side, I straightened my arms out to allow my body to hang loose in the rushing air with nothing obstructing my view of the ground looming hundreds of feet below. It's an indescribable experience that is truly breathtaking, both literally and figuratively. Then, just seconds later, I'm back inside, looking at the long line of jumpers who are as ready as one could ever be. To the first in line, I shout, "'Stand in the door!' Then, right after the red light turns green, comes the word everyone has been waiting for. Go! Just as a jumpmaster expects paratroopers to be ready to go right up to the point when the green light comes on, so also Jesus expects us to be ready to go when he returns, which will happen in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. When the Apostle Paul wrote that verse, which we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52, he may have had in mind the fig tree parable of Jesus that appears in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The context is especially important. Jesus is teaching in Jerusalem just a few days before he is betrayed, arrested, falsely accused, humiliated, beaten, and crucified. He has just predicted the forthcoming destruction of the temple, presented signs that would precede his return, warned believers of the calamities and persecutions they would experience, and described the confusion surrounding his return, coming tribulation and suddenness of his appearing. With that apocalyptic stage set, Jesus then follows by saying, From the fig tree, learn the parable. When its branches become tender and its sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, know that he is near, right at the doors. In this short, easy to understand parable, Jesus gave his listeners then and now a clear warning with regard to all the disastrous events that would precede his ultimate coming. He was not saying that it would happen in the springtime when leaves sprout on trees, but when events just mentioned become evident. But when exactly will this happen? Ah, that is the age-old question still asked today, despite the fact that Jesus gives us the answer after telling the parable when he says, Of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven nor the Son, but the Father only. Then, a bit later, Jesus reinforces that statement with this concluding one. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know what day your Lord comes. The point is that we must always be ready for the return of our Lord, for it will happen in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Since any lesson or message is only as good as the application that puts it into action, with this particular message in view, we must now ask, how does one prepare or get ready for the ultimate coming of Christ? By the way, I distinguish the coming of Christ with his ultimate coming because the Lord comes to us whenever our faith allows him to work in us and through us for his glory the problem is that most of us struggle with fickle faith that ebbs and flows depending upon our moods and circumstances and whatever else may be distracting us in the moment even as the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind so is our faith tossed about by the ever changing winds of life How then do we overcome this persistent dilemma such that we are always ready for the Lord's ultimate coming in the fullness of time? The answer may be found in the parable of the ten virgins from Matthew chapter 25 verses 1 through 13. Jesus presents this parable on the heels of the fig tree, so the context is the same the lord opens by saying the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the groom five of them were foolish and five were prudent before considering the parable we must first understand that the kingdom of heaven was an expression used by old testament prophets in connection With the much-anticipated Messiah. For Jesus, the term signifies his reign and rule as the Messiah. In that light, we see ten virgins waiting to meet the groom, whose coming is imminent. The setting is that of a wedding banquet, which, according to tradition, took place in the groom's home. A large gathering of family and friends would have Quickly filled the typically small home, causing an overflow of guests pouring out into the street, which is where we would expect to find the ten virgins of this parable. Meanwhile, the groom and several close friends are making their way to the home of the bride, where they will greet her and then escort her back to the groom's family home for the wedding feast. Time is not of the essence so the waiting may go on and on for hours and hours. This interval is what separates the foolish virgins from the prudent. We should expect that all of them are properly dressed for the big event and all are prepared with oil-filled lamps to light if they must continue to wait after the sun sets. What they don't have in common is extra oil, in case the groom delays longer than they expect. For whatever reason, he does delay his arrival, and so much so that everyone eventually falls asleep. Then, at the stroke of midnight, someone shouts, Here is the groom! The bridegroom! Come and meet him! The ten virgins are suddenly awake, with all of them trimming their lamps. However, five of them realize that the oil in their lamps is running out. In their distress, they ask the other five virgins to share some of their oil. But they answer, There's not enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. Unfortunately for the five foolish virgins, while they're out shopping, the bridegroom returns, and all who are ready to welcome him Enter with him to enjoy the marriage feast behind closed doors. When the five foolish virgins finally return, it's too late. They cry out, pleading, Lord, Lord, open the door to us. But the groom answers from within, saying, Believe me, I don't know you. Jesus, the groom in this parable, then addresses his audience by saying, Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. So, how ready are you? Questions for your consideration. First, in the parable of the ten virgins, which five do you relate to most and why? Second, when have you been most ready to do something? How did you get ready? And third, what can you do today that will best prepare you to welcome Jesus tonight?